This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. That was my breaking point right there. That was when I I, I was done. Um, that was the pick six when it was nothing, nothing after both teams drove down the field. Uh, to just end up with with uh, no points. Eagles run down the field, and then Miles Sanders fumbles inside the five. On the other end, uh, Kareem Hunt lunges toward the goal line, originally ruled a touchdown, but then uh, his elbow was revealed to be short of the goal line. Ball was short of the goal line. Um, so the Eagles took over on downs uh, there inside the one, and nothing-nothing game. Um, and Carson Wentz with a terrible throw for a pick six. And... You see the replay. He has Jalen Rager wide open, uh, running a wheel route down the sideline. Probably would have had to throw it back shoulder, but it's a ball you gotta you gotta complete. He's wide open on the play. Um, Carson Wentz, as he does, he's got this new thing now, which is so much fun to watch, where he will uh, double clutch constantly. Where people bash the O line, I'm not telling you the O line's great. They're not nearly as bad as they are made to look by the quarterback because he won't throw the ball away or won't get rid of the ball and get it out on time. He had fine protection on that play. Um, Double clutch to Rager, then decided he wanted to throw it to the flat to Miles Sanders, gets hit as he throws, ball pops up in the air, and it's picked off and run back for a touchdown. Um, But he clearly missed a wide-open read, and this is one of the problems with him that is becoming more and more evident is he doesn't see the field well. He doesn't read defense as well. He's not a very smart quarterback, to be honest. Um, I don't know if he just can't comprehend uh, the information uh, or, or what it is, but he is not good at reading defenses. And when he does have the right read on that play, it's wide open. He doesn't turn it loose, and he doesn't just get rid of the football. Um, and I want to play some sound for you of Carson after the game. Here was Carson and what he saw on that play. No, not at all. I haven't changed. I mean, I'm trying to be smart and all that, but as far as hesitation, when I see a guy open, I'm cutting it loose. And so um, the pick six, that's that's unfortunate. The guy made a good play by adding um, and bringing the blitz off the edge. And uh, obviously getting hit on, on that, like I said, is, is not ideal with the ball floating in there. But they made a good play there. And um, the other ones, no. I mean, I, I'm not hesitating. I, I you know, I – they made some plays too, and ideally I get the ball out there quicker, but, you know, it was unfortunate um, to be in the end zone there and taking that sack. But, um, you know, hats off to them. They made a good play. And that that's Carson basically being in denial, saying he's not hesitating. 
where we can all see him hesitating. He's hesitating constantly. He he is not, you know, turning the ball loose when his receiver was open. Watch that play. Jalen Rager, wide open. And Carson Wentz didn't make the throw. And it's where he's in denial about his own play. And he doesn't quite understand um, exactly what's going on. Here's more from Carson uh, when asked why these problems are not getting better. And there, there's another one of his staples that, that we've all come to love where he tips his cap to the, the defense. They made a play. Um, no, you made a terrible throw. I mean, the linebacker didn't make any kind of superhuman play to pick that off and run it back for a touchdown. It kind of fell right in his hands. But uh, here's more from Carson on exactly what happened on the pick six. The last part of the question, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't want to float it out there um, the way that happens. Anytime you get hit when you throw, it's a – it's a bad feeling. It's a bad feeling because, you know, the ball is just kind of floating in the air. You're hoping it falls to the ground. But um, I'll have to go back and watch the tape. I mean, we were trying to uh, do something against that specific coverage, and it wasn't there. So I was just trying to check it down and um, got hit on it. So unfortunate there. But the thing is, it was there. The, the, the play was there. And he didn't throw the ball for whatever reason. And, um, you know, that just shows that Carson Wentz doesn't even, doesn't even know what he's looking at on the field. Where you have a guy wide open, you don't throw it. Um, and all of this comes down to, to what we've been saying tonight, is that he's got to get back. He's got to go to the bench. I don't know if that would help to go for, even if it's just a game, to maybe take, take a step back, watch from the sidelines, maybe see it with a little clearer view. But that's what needs to happen. But this bothered me so much. Listen to this clip. When... The media tells Carson that there were questions uh, to Doug relating to him and whether he would be the starter this week. Uh, Listen to how uh, dismissive Carson Wentz was at even the speculation that he could potentially not start on Monday night against Seattle. Now, the idea there that this is some kind of media hot take, media trying to start controversy thing, which is kind of what Carson, at least what I inferred from his comments there, seriously? Like, you think this is the media starting to 
try to try, try to brew something up and try to brew up a controversy. And it just shows me that this guy has no clue how bad he's playing. He really doesn't. I think he thinks he's fine. Anthony, do you kind of take the same thing from what we heard there? Like, it sounds to me like Carson thinks, I'm not playing that bad. Yeah, and then it also makes me think that maybe the coaching staff and, and management is, is letting him know that what he's doing is okay as well. Right. And it goes back to the whole thing we, we talked about last week, is that they coddle him. They're afraid to tell him how bad he's playing. They're afraid to hurt his feelings. It's why they're afraid to put him on the bench. I, I honestly think they have gone out of their way not to mention benching around them because they're so afraid of what it could, will do to his his fragile ego. And I think it's pretty clear that mentally Carson Wentz is a very fragile guy. And I think they know that at this point. Um, and uh, th- if you have a fragile quarterback mentally, you're not going to win much. And it, it is just so funny when people will always bring up Donovan and, and, you know, how fragile he was. Donovan wasn't really that fragile. Uh, he dealt with quarterback controversy all the time. And a lot of it regarding him was unfair because he was playing at a high level. Um, Carson Wentz stinks, but apparently, uh, you know, he, he, he thought it was so, so wrong and, and such a hot, hot take thing of the media to suggest that he's benched because according to him, he's not playing that bad. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, let's go to Adrian. What's up, Adrian? Oh, Kelly. Hey, look, it's your fault, baby. The Eli God has got the fuck again. Hey, look, man. So you think you think all my years of uh, trash-talking Eli, Eli, this is this is what's happened? It's smacking you right in your face. I like that take. I like that take, Adrian. I actually do. <laughs> Hey, look, man, y'all can't bitch you because y'all still in first place. Uh, I, I don't think care if, about first place. I think, I, I think if, you know, if y'all, if y'all, I can't see y'all win another game. I really can't because it's just it's so much. It ain't just Carson. Carson, it's just not just Carson. This is so much. Y'all got a guy out there. He needs to sign himself into a, a nursing home. Jason Peters needs to be in a nursing home. Hey, look. to talk trashy in the night. I, I, I'd rather have Danny Dimes right now. Clearly. Then you have the nerve to say the $32 million contract, the contract that he got is the Eagles got a steal. Yeah, they sure they get a steal. They got stole hoodwink. Let us stay. Let us walk. <laughs> well, Adrian, you, how are you feeling at this point? Because I th- honestly, at this point, I think your boys are going to win the division. I think the Giants are going to be hey, NFC East champions this year. The table is right in front of us. When you put a table in front of us, we usually run it. <laughs> well, hopefully, your hopefully your uh, your boy Judge can stay out of fights with his offensive line coaches. Hey, look, man. Hey, look. And that's what you have to do, man. You have to step up to someone to let everybody know. And if you get out of line, this is what's going to happen. Not like y'all scared of Carson Wentz. I mean, come on, man. I, this, this guy ain't never been good. How do you give a guy $32 million that never even won a playoff game? I can't understand it. uh, He had one good year, and that was a fluke. It was. That was a fluke. Yeah, Adrian. That year was a fluke. It looks like it was. I appreciate the call. I can't even even trash talk with Adrian at this point. 
And I do. I think the Giants are going to win the division. The Eagles are. Uh, for the first time this year, the I, I truly believe the Eagles are not going to win this division, which is unbelievable. And honestly, I don't. Uh, do you feel the same way, Anthony? I don't care anymore. Like, I really don't care. No, I'd rather them lose. I'm interested to see what happens these last six games, just out of, you know, a kind of odd curiosity. Who stays, who goes. Right, and, like, how Wentz finishes the season or if Hurts gets a chance, what he looks like. But as far as them winning the division, I could care less at this point. I really don't care at all. So, um, you got to just – at this point, you got to just look at, you know, developing players like Jordan Mulata and – and and try to look at the positives, I guess. Right. And we'll get to that next segment because, yeah, Jordan Mulata should be developed and should be being developed, and he's not right now. And that's another big issue the Eagles have. Uh, let's go to Eric. What's up, Eric? Hey, how you doing, Tom? What's going on, man? Uh, first off, your Carson, uh, I'm on the same page. When he made that pass to Fulgham with two, two people on him in oh. the end zone, like, what are you thinking, man? Four, four, uh, I, Eric, there were four defenders around him. It was unbelievable. I don't, under, I don't understand. I, I don't either. I, I But it, that it, his decision-making is just incomprehensibly bad. It, it's amazing. But, uh, yeah, I'm, every everyone from the Super Bowl team, I'm if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, I'm blowing it all up. Like, you can see, you can see that nobody wants it anymore besides Graham. And besides Kelsey, who I just have an enormous amount of respect after what he did today. Kelsey's a monster. Like nobody nobody yeah. wants it anymore, you know? Like, if, if Cox is getting double teamed, he's done. Um, Barnett, he's offside to every other play. All the free agency signings, like, they're, it doesn't like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and well, this is the thing, though, Eric, and this is where I will somewhat disagree. I don't think this team is – great or I don't think this team is good by any means but if you just get somewhat competent play from the quarterback somewhat competent play they have at least three four more wins at this point like the Washington game the Cincinnati game and the Cleveland game were all lost by Carson Wentz like and and if you win those games I think we look at this team a whole lot differently that's the thing if I'm throwing hurts in there I'm afraid like He's gonna. I'm afraid Peterson's gonna mess him up. The O line's gonna mess up. The wideouts are just gonna mess him up. Like I'm afraid. And then say he doesn't work out, then we're in the same position where I would draft another quarterback. Like I don't know. It's right now. It's just a mess. I, I it's a mess right now. No, I got you. I got you, Eric. And I appreciate the call. And I know it. It's not a move any of us want to make, but you got to. You got to. You got to see what you have. I mean, especially as this season continues to go down this road, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think the Eagles could end up with a pretty high draft pick. You know, they're not going to be in a position to draft Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, but say they end up in the top five. Say they would have an opportunity to move up to number two to take a Justin Fields. Because I don't think anybody I, I I don't think the Jets are gonna trade that number one pick. They're gonna sit there, they're gonna take Lawrence. But if you're high enough where you can move up to take a Justin Fields, maybe that's what you do if you don't believe it hurts. 
I'd rather find out about Hurts. I'd rather find out about him now so I'd know if I had that opportunity to get a Justin Fields that you could move up to maybe get him. Um, Because I, I kind of know about Carson Wentz, I think, at this point. I, I kind of know. And I know he's not good enough. Um, Could he be salvaged with a different coach? Maybe. But I'd rather see what I have with Javelin Hurts, even if it's just a game. Just put him out there and see what happens. What is the worst possible scenario? At least maybe it would wake Wentz up, even if Hurts is bad. If Hurts is bad, okay, go back to Wentz at halftime. Like, it's not it's not a move that, that, that totally, uh, you know, precludes you from going back to Wentz. Miami took two out. They're going back to him next week. But Jalen Hurts needs to start. He needs to start just to see what happens. Let's go to Ken in Jersey. What's up, Ken? Hey, how's it going? Not bad. How are you? Good. Yeah, it's, um, you know, a, a lot of the Eagles fans right now, I'm, I'm sorry, let me be specific, Carson fans sound like Trump fans that won't accept the results of the election. There's always an excuse or something. Like you said, you're always blaming somebody else. They're always finding an out for him. It, you know, and it's kind of for me, the analogy is like when you're, you're with your, your beautiful wife or girlfriend or whatever, and if you told her the truth every morning how she really looks when she wakes up, she probably would hate you anyway because you would tell her things like, you don't you know look what, great Ken, this morning, honey. I'm going to uh-huh. disagree. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say my wife always looks great in the morning. I, I, no, that's, I, that's love. But if you uh, – believe me, I've been married for a long time. i got five kids. So, <laughs> Just but on the off I'm chance she's listening her, right now, i got to say. Uh, if she is, I'll tell her. Yeah. If her breast smells bad, I'm going to tell her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, though? I got It's you. like if you love somebody enough or you respect them enough, you're honest with them. Right. And his play is poor at best. Even in today – other than probably the Chiefs and Steelers, the vast majority of the quarterbacks that won were the so-called inferior quarterbacks that played on – or the lesser quarterback, I should say. They got more value out of a quarterback with less talent. So, you know, I, I don't believe anything that he's done. And, but he doesn't put himself in this position. The coach does. You know, it's, it's kind of like when your kids – I don't know if you have children, but when your kids come home, if they get an A, they're like, I, I got an A. Mm-hmm. But if they get an F, the teacher gave them an F. At some point, it's it. They've got to move on from it. But the scarier part again would be if they continue losing at this rate, which they probably will, and if they get a decent draft pick, who's going to be making the selection? You know, right. kind of like when you're a kid and you and you know, there's one kid that always gets picked last, and the only reason why he's getting picked at all is because it's his football or his basketball. You know, but <laughs> if you're going to have the first pick, you've got to be confident. You've got to know which, and that's. And like you said, there's, there's, there's an issue throughout the organization. I say clean house, even with if they get a high pick. You know, you again, you got to have somebody that's making a good decision because I'm, I'm you got to blow up the team. You know, the, Zach has got to go. I mean, you got a clean house. I, I'm sorry, but it's the only way to do it. Yeah, no, I got you, Ken. I appreciate the call, and I I I agree. I do think significant changes need to be made. That being said, though, you know. I do believe, and while I do think significant changes need to be made, I absolutely do. I look at three, four games where if you just get somewhat competent quarterback play, you win. Washington, Cincinnati, Cleveland. There's three games right there. 
Eagles win those games, they're 6-4. and four. And is that great? No, but it's, I mean, I think it changes a lot of the way we discuss this team. Um, and if you want to throw the Rams game in there, you can do that as well. So uh, this is a team that is being held back by a quarterback who's just not very good. And it's time for everybody to realize that. And it's time for the organization to realize that and put Jalen Hurts in, see what he can do. Um, but the fact is, Carson Wentz isn't the only guy out on the field who shouldn't be out on the field. Because the Eagles have another issue with the left tackle. And we'll get to that a little more when we return in regards to Jason Peters. Because uh, Jason Peters is done. And the fact that he's still out there is just as egregious as the fact that Carson Wentz is still out there. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. So there was Merrill and Mike on the call on the uh, safety uh, that put the Browns up 12-7, to and it is perfect. Merrill saying right before the play, you can't take a sack here. Um, and it's what everybody's thinking. And, uh, you know, it's not surprising Carson Wentz took the sack because Carson Wentz is a dumb football player. And he, he doesn't have any kind of awareness, uh, doesn't have any kind of clock in his head. I was just watching the play again during the break. Um, and the protection wasn't great. I mean, he had three seconds by my count, which that's enough to where you should get the ball away, especially when you're in the end zone. Um, but he doesn't, and he gets sacked. And, you know, the guy he gets beat, who gets beat on that play is Jason Peters. Now, as I said, there was enough time to get rid of the ball, but that being said, Jason Peters was awful on Sunday, and he's been awful um, for, I think, a while now. I, I didn't understand this whole thing during training camp about, you know, the the situation with left tackle, and we'll get to that in, in a second. Um, with Jason Peters, but I thought he's bad last year. I, I didn't understand bringing him back. I didn't understand why that was something people wanted so so badly. Um, and Jason Peters came out of this game late, and that led to questions about whether he was benched. Um, and I didn't think he was because just the history of Jason Peters of this organization would tell you uh, that he does whatever he wants. But here was Doug Peterson when asked, about whether he benched Jason Peters or he had to come out due to injury. No, no, I did not. He um he he had he had kind of injured himself and so he had he had kind of he had come out. So there you go. So Doug didn't bench him. Jason Peters had to come out because Jason Peters always has to come out because Jason Peters is always hurt. And uh, you know that that's what happened and I'm assuming Jason Peters will start again at left tackle next week because the Eagles are so scared to do anything to offend him. And it's such a sign of deeper problems within this organization. And so many of these issues can be tracked back to training camp. And what happened when Jason Peters had been brought in, remember initially, to take the spot of Brandon Brooks at right guard? Brandon Brooks was hurt uh, during, you know, um, pre-camp workouts. So Jason Peters brought back to play right guard. Then Andre Dillard is lost for the year. And then come all the questions about would Jason Peters move back to left tackle um, and whether he would be willing uh, to do that. 
And, you know, uh, it made me remember the way Doug spoke about this when a week before the season, after a back and forth about contract and Jason Peters wanted more money to play left tackle, uh, Doug Peterson talking the week before the Eagles' first game against Washington about Jason Peters, and here was Doug on Jason Peters ultimately deciding that he'd go back to play left tackle. Oh, what a guy. Jason Peters. There And there you go right there. I mean, that shows that, that Jason Peters calls his own shots. He didn't want to play left tackle. Then he did. And Doug, to praise him for that, to praise him for doing what the team wants him to do, what's best for the team, that's not leadership. That's not that, that that's not, you know, helping the team. That that that's doing what you you're supposed to do. And for him to hold the contract over the Eagles as some sort of leverage was ridiculous. And here's more from Doug just elaborating on what a great uh thing it was of Jason Peters to to sacrifice like that for the team. Obviously, you know, he knocked and it's a big man walking through my door and and I was happy to see uh Jason Peters and um you know, I, I was just thrilled to death when he shared the news. You know, I'm not going to get into the contract stuff. I mean, that's that's not my area. But um, I was excited that uh, you know when he when he when he uh, you know shared the news that he was moving over to the left side and sliding over to the left side. I was uh, I was thrilled. I mean, I, I couldn't have been happier. Not only for him, but I think for our team. Uh, it just shows a sign of great leadership by him. And um, you know, uh, gave him a hug and said, "Let's go." And uh, those clips really show you the deep-rooted issues within this organization. Um, that s- certain players aren't held to the same standard others are. And it's honestly, it's one of the main reasons why Carson Wentz needs to be benched. It is. Because you have certain guys like Carson Wentz, like Jason Peters, playing under one set of rules. Where they can go out and they can play like crap every week. And they can, you know, sabotage your team, sabotage your offense, hold your entire team back, and there are no consequences. And then you look at at other positions, and you look at the other side of the ball, and Avante Maddox, who's getting torched, gets benched. That's the way it's supposed to work. And if the Eagles had any spine, if Doug and Howie and anybody in this organization had just an ounce of backbone, just an ounce, Wentz, would be benched. Doug would come on with Angelo on Monday and say Jalen Hurts is starting on next Monday night. If anybody in this organization cared at all, Jason Peters would be cut today. I'm not talking about putting in Mulata or whatever. Jason Peters adds zero value to this organization. None. Not as a starter. Not as a backup. I'd rather play young guys. I'd rather play rookies. I would rather play anybody else. Jason Peters is finished. There's a reason why nobody wanted him. There's a reason why he was still in the free agent market in July. He's embarrassing himself. He's tarnishing his career going out there every week and playing like this. And honestly, it's kind of sad to see. But I'm glad he got a pay raise uh, by holding that, uh, that leverage over the organization back in August. You know, glad Jason Peters got one more payday from Jeffrey Lurie. But he offers nothing. And if the Eagles as an organization cared at all about accountability, 
Carson Wentz would be benched today, and Jason Peters would be cut today. Unfortunately, we know they don't have any accountability, and we know nobody in this organization does have a bit of spine. And they'll probably both be playing next week, and Peters will give up three sacks, and Wentz will throw three picks, and we'll be in the same position we are in now next Monday night when I'm on the air because nothing's going to change with this organization um, as long as they don't hold people accountable. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Alex in Frankfurt. What's up, Alex? Oh, hold on. Give me a second. What's hey, up, Alex? Hey, what's going on, TK? How's it going, man? Long time no talk to. How, how you doing, man? How, how's it going? Um, 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 as my daddy would say, fair meddling. That's a that's a southern thing. Okay. Uh, right. yeah. But um, um, right now I I, I really want to like punch myself in the face with what's going on with the Eagles. You know, I'm like, what 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 what? Uh, huh? I mean, it's like, what do we do from here? I mean, you know. We got all this stuff going on, but you just got finished talking about Jason Peters, and like, and like you said, it's 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 time for him to move on, and like you said, play the younger guys. I mean, I I didn't catch the entire game like I was telling the producer, but from what I saw, man, it was sad. It was really sad. I mean, the one play with uh, you know, where the guy supposedly intercepted. I mean, it took Doug like. A long time to finally like challenge challenge that. You know what I mean? That the guy, you know, well, didn't... I, you know, no, that was that that gets reviewed from the booth, but right. no, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was terrible, Alex. It was terrible all the way around. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, Cleveland looked like, you know, a superstar team the way they was playing against the Eagles. They were taking advantage of opportunities. They were, you know, making plays like they were grab like. The 50-50 balls, you know, they were getting them. And it was just, I mean, I could go on and on. All A lot of the mistakes that Eagles make, I'm trying to figure out, like you said earlier, what is Carson Wentz looking at? I, I You know, Alex, I don't know, and I appreciate the call. I, I don't know. And, um, you know, uh, we brought it up in the beginning of the show. The regression is stunning. Like, it is stunning how far backwards this guy has gone in years that are supposed to be his prime. And there's so many interesting parallels between this game and the first game of Carson's career back in 2016 uh, against the Cleveland Browns. And when we get back, I want to play you a little, you know, sound from the game of, of Merrill Reese. Because Merrill Reese brought up that game, and it made me think about it as well. Um, and it makes it all, all the more shocking. Uh, but I want to play this for you when we get back. Merrill assessing Carson's play. Uh, because it's really spot on. Also, I see um, Mad Mike and King of Prussia will get Mike as well when we get back. 215-592-9494. Also, um, uh, Anthony and I will do our Week 11 recap in the final segment of the show. That's coming up as well. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. Next segment, we'll do our uh, Week 11 recap. Some crazy games in the NFL on Sunday, including Sunday night game, which, I mean, it's it's amazing watching the Eagles offense. Then you watch the Chiefs. It's like two different sports. Um, 
the, the ease in which Patrick Mahomes took the Chiefs down the field on that last drive was just incredible. And everybody knew it was going to happen, too. Uh, but we'll get to that in the next segment. But I think it's, it, it, it's so crazy that on the day that I've reached my breaking point, and I think many Eagles fans have reached their breaking point with Carson Wentz, uh, the fact that it comes against the Cleveland Browns because this was the same opponent that Carson Wentz faced in his first ever game in the NFL. And I remember watching that game over a friend's house and believing that the Eagles have found their quarterback for the next decade. Like, even in that, that first game, the way he came out with how decisive he was, the confidence he played with, the accuracy – um, the the instinctiveness, he showed every intangible that you would want out of a franchise quarterback. And for this to happen now against the same team, for this to finally be at the point where I think you have to bench him is, is kind of crazy. And Merrill Reese, I thought, articulated it really well during the broadcast. Um, here was Merrill, uh, and his opinion of where we stand right now uh, with Carson Wentz. And that's that's exactly it. I mean, very well said. Uh, Merrill and Mike both there, you know, kind of summarizing in, what, 45 seconds, Carson Wentz's career. We all thought that day he played the Browns and the Eagles won that we had our quarterback. But the regression for a player of his age who should be in his prime, I've never seen anything like it before. How rapidly he's deteriorated, how quickly he has lost any semblance of confidence. Um, it, 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 is, it is pretty crazy. And, you know, part of the problem is, too, that Carson Wentz doesn't recognize the issues. And, you know, you can... What he's saying after the game is endlessly frustrating to me. And I, I played some of the Carson Wentz stuff post-game earlier, but didn't get to these cuts. And, and I have to get to this real quick. Uh, Mike, we'll, we'll get to you in just one second here. But here was Carson Wentz after the game. Another game in which he turned the ball over two more times. Could have been five times. Uh, but here's Carson Wentz on, you know, whether there's anything he intends to change moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm frustrated. I think everyone in this locker room is frustrated, you know, you don't go out there, play 60 minutes to lose. You know, you, that's not in the back of your mind. You know, you, you we want to fight, scratch, claw, do everything we can to, to find a way to win these ball games. And it's obviously not happening in the last couple of weeks. And so um, as far as confidence and all that, for me, you know, this is what it is. I'm the same player. You know, I'm going to go cut it loose. I'm going to, you know, be the same guy um, and give 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 it my all, you know, every, every single game, every single play. And um, hopefully look up and, and see that we're winning a lot more of these games. But right now we're, we're not. So we got to look, look hard at ourselves in the mirror. Honestly, that's insulting. It's, it's insulting to everybody that as this guy continues to go out and just kill this offense with mistakes and turnovers and holding the ball and everything that he does wrong, which, I mean, is pretty much everything, for him to say with that kind of arrogance that I'm not changing anything, I'm going to be the same guy, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, it can't be tolerated. Like, it, it can't be tolerated. And 
the Eagles need to sit him down. They need to. They need to have some sort of intervention to make him realize you cannot do this. These mistakes will not be tolerated. They cannot be tolerated. And it's it's been an issue with this organization dealing with this player that has gone on for a really long time, um, and, and it's it's going to continue to get worse the more they enable him and the more they make him believe uh, that, that everything is fine, which it is very clearly not. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Mike in King of Prussia. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, TK? Good, man. What's going on? <clears throat> so here I'm at the point, and I've been there for a while now, uh, that I just want the Eagles to lose every game from here on out until Howie Roseman's fired because Howie Roseman put this garbage, this slop out on the field. He's ruined our cap situation. He's whiffed on so many drafts and free agents that it's embarrassing. Like we, if you look, if you watch that that Chiefs game last night, it looks like like two completely different. Like they have talent, we have none, and it's unbelievable to me. And I, I, I want to lose so much that Lori can't sit in his tower and ignore the problem anymore, and he actually has to get rid of people. Like, that's where I'm at right now because it's embarrassing. I love this team, but I hate this team right now. Well, Mike, I think you might get your wish. I mean, I don't think they're winning another game anytime soon. You look at the schedule coming up. I mean, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, uh, Arizona, I I don't see them winning any of those games. Yeah, but here's my thing. I don't even want them to limp into the playoffs Like because if they do, then they're going to be like, we still, even with everything that happened, we still got in the playoffs. Like, I don't want that. I want this to be such a failure that they can't – and it's, I want it to be such a failure that, that they can't ignore it like they did the year before they fired Andy Reid because they tried to ignore it then because they won four games. They've won the last four games of that season. They're like, oh, we turned it around. we got to give Andy another shot. No, I want everybody fired. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And I, I, I mean – We'll see if it goes that way. I it's I think there's gonna. a possibility. Here's the thing, it's Mike. I gonna. think it's a possibility. I do. I, I, I don't. I, like I'm just like I know that. Like I just know that they're gonna be like, well, it was the Corona year. It was a mulligan. We're gonna bring them all back to give them one more shot. So I gotta sit through this nonsense one more year at least. Yeah. I, I mean, I I hope you're wrong. That's all I can say. I appreciate the call. I hope you're wrong because changes need to be made. There's no way. There's no way Howie, Doug, and Carson can all be back. I don't see any way that happens. I think the person whose job is most in jeopardy is Doug just because of Carson Wentz's contract situation and Howie Roseman's relationship with Jeffrey Lurie. I think because of that, Doug is the person most in jeopardy. And maybe that's why Doug is so beholden to Carson Wentz because he knows if he doesn't get Carson Wentz turned around, he's going to be gone and it doesn't really matter, you know, if, if Jalen Hurts comes in and plays well. And as I've said, I don't even think Doug has the authority to bench Jalen Hurts or, or to bench Carson Wentz if he wanted to. Um, but the last time Jeffrey Lurie was in a situation like this where things were spiraling this badly out of control, he did make those sweeping changes. And I am hopeful that he will do something similar. 
I've been a Howie defender for a long time. I think it's time for Howie to go. I do. Um, I think it may be time for Doug to go, and I definitely think it's time for Carson Wentz to, if not if not go, he needs to be sat down, and he needs to be sat down right now. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. When we get back, Anthony and I will do our NFL Week 11 recap, go through all the games, let you know what happened. That's coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, One more segment as we wrap up the show here. Uh, We'll put a bow on everything in a couple minutes. First, though, it is time for our Week 11 NFL recap. Uh, We'll give you all the scores, everything that happened on Sunday. Uh, In New Orleans, the Saints beat the Falcons 24-9. Taysom Hill surprisingly makes the start. I was very disappointed. I wanted to see Jameis in this game. Uh, But Taysom Hill makes the start. Plays pretty well. How about this quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over? Must be nice. How about that? Two rushing touchdowns, too. Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, his first NFL start, and he didn't turn the ball over. Managed the game well. And the Saints win 24-9. They're now 8-2. Falcons 3-7. Pretty funny after the game, Anthony. Um, Sean Payton was going back and and getting receipts and retweeting. Retweeted Roddy White who was ripping him for starting Taysom Hill. I'm not a big Sean Payton fan, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, I like that, too. I enjoy that. And um, also, it's pretty – I know he's supposed to say this, but he said, we, I think we have Drew Brees' um, replacement in our locker room. There you go. I mean, that, who knows? That could still be Jameis, but uh, probably referring to Taysom Hill there. Uh, next up, we go to Washington. Washington football team beats the Bengals 20-9. to uh, They are now 3-7, and only a half game back in the NFC East. That Dallas-Washington game on Thursday is a big game. Yeah, man, battle of the NFC East. Winners in first place in the division. How about that? Um, And uh, the story of this one, though, I'm fortunate because I really enjoy watching them play. Joe Burrow lost for the year with what looked like a pretty gruesome knee injury. So hopefully Joe, Joe Burrow will be back next year, and that should pretty much all but clinch the rookie of the year for Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'd say so, too. And, um... I guess one positive look at it. Good for Alex Smith, right? You know, gets comes back, gets in a bad situation, and uh, he might be in first place by Thursday. Yeah, definitely. Alex, who would have thought? 2020, on Thanksgiving Day, Alex Smith and Andy Dalton for first place in the NFC East. Uh, that, that's where we're at. Uh, next, we'll go to Carolina. Panthers shut out the Lions 20 to nothing. Uh, Panthers now 4-7. and seven. Lions fall to 4-6. and six. Congratulations to... Temple Al P.J. Walker getting his first NFL win. He was the best player in the XFL before that shut down. And, you know, Anthony, I think P.J. Walker is, is going to carve out a nice little career for himself as a backup in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and good for Matt Rule, too, you know, trusting his Temple guys, him, Robbie Anderson, you know, probably some questionable things. Yep. As being a new head coach, you know, coming from college, people down there might have thought second or otherwise, but. Seem to work out so far. Yeah, I have Robbie Anderson on my fantasy team, too. He's having a nice year. Um, so next up, we'll go to Jacksonville. Uh, the Steelers blew out the Jags 27-3. to I was wrong about this one. I thought the Jags were going to keep this game close. Uh, but the Steelers now 10-0, and and it's weird because they don't seem like that good of a team. 
Um, but they're still undefeated. Jags fall to one and nine. Uh, and big game for the Steelers Thursday night against Baltimore. Yeah, and Claypool with with ten touchdowns already this year. Man, how about that? Almost half of them came against the Eagles, but still, uh, good year. Um, speaking of the Ravens, we go to Baltimore next, and the Ravens, uh, something's not right with that team. They lose the Titans thirty to twenty four. Titans now seven and three. Ravens six and four. The Ravens, uh, they're not going to win the division now. They are. They're, they're really in danger of potentially missing the playoffs altogether. Uh, the huge game for them on Thursday night. They need to win that game. Yes, yeah, three losses in a row for them, and uh, the Browns are somehow have a better record now than them in the division, so they better watch out. It's time to start worrying. Yeah, definitely. And there are a lot of teams in the mix for those uh, three AFC wildcard spots. So, um, yeah, the Ravens uh, in, in serious danger of missing the postseason. Uh, next up we go to Houston. Texans beat the Patriots 27 to 20. They're now three and seven. Patriots four and six. That pretty much, I think, ends the Patriots' hopes of going in the postseason. Man, I'm ups- I'm a little upset. I didn't uh, bet on this game because that line was telling you Texans all week. That was, I mean, Patriots were only one and a half point favorites. That was that was just telling you the Texans were going to find a way to win that game. Yeah, and, and with Bill O'Brien gone, and, and it, it seems like they found another, a new fire under him. You know, Deshaun Watson coming out with something to prove. So I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, that was a, a good win for them, at least for for this week. Uh, in LA, Chargers beat the Jets 34-28. Chargers three and seven. Jets 0 and 10. Uh, Jets might go winless this year. I think it's it's definitely possible at this point. I think that's what they're trying to do. I, yeah. I think that's why Gase hasn't left yet. And that was one of their final chances to get a win against the Chargers. Uh, next up, we'll go to Denver. Another upset. This is another one where the line was just weird. Um, Denver beats Miami 20-13. to They're now 4-6. and six. Uh, Dolphins 6-4. Six and four. Tua was benched in this game, so quarterbacks can get benched. Um, but Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, leads Dolphins down late, but throws an interception. That's the Ryan Fitzpatrick experience right there. And Brian Flores did say after the game they will go back to Tua next week. Um so Tua will get his job back despite being pulled in this one. Yeah, just like you said, it just goes to shows you can bench a quarterback and put him back in next week. Right. You know, it's it's better for your team. It's not you're not giving up on the season. Right. Exactly. Um, next up, we'll go to Indy. Probably the game, one of the games of the day here. Uh, Colts beat the Packers in overtime, thirty four thirty one. Packers were up twenty eight fourteen, I believe, in this game, and the Colts stormed back. Um, they're now seven and three. Packers fall to seven and three, and I mean Frank Reich, pretty good coach. He's got that team playing well. Defense looking good, man. They, they messed my ticket up today, so uh, oh no, yeah, not I, not too happy with Philip Rivers today. Mike Mike was telling me you hit a substantial parlay a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I tend to hit go. every now and then. All right, well there you go. Uh, next up, we go to Minnesota. Uh, Cowboys beat the Vikings 31-28 and Andy Dalton's return to the lineup. Cowboys 3 and 7, Vikings 4 and 6. That that's a bad loss for the Vikings. They needed that win to stay in the playoff hunt. And as we said, Cowboys now very much in the mix in the NFC East. Everybody's in the mix in the NFC East. Yeah, I don't think uh Kirk Cousins is screaming you like that walking into the locker room today. No, no, I don't think he's doing that today. And then the Sunday night game uh, Chiefs at Raiders, and this uh, I, I I missed a lot of this game. I was sleeping before I came in, and um, first of all, Nelson Aguilar continues to make plays. That's frustrating. But the Raiders score 
with about a minute and a half left to go up 31-28. Jason Witten actually caught the touchdown pass, which, uh, you know, is amazing that he's still in the NFL. But was there any doubt, Anthony, that Patrick Mahomes is going to bring the Chiefs right down the field? He made that drive look so easy. It, it was it was it was unbelievable. He's just so ahead of everybody else on the football field. It's it's incredible actually. He, yeah. he's must watch TV every week. He is. And he took them down in a minute, just diced them up, and the Chiefs win 35-31 in a game they need because hey, with the one bye in the AFC this year, the Chiefs need to find a way to get ahead of the Steelers. That would be huge for the Steelers if they can get that bye and set themselves up to host the Chiefs in the AFC Championship That would be game, big time. Maybe give themselves a chance. Um, but And then funny, after the touchdown, Travis Kelsey is over on the sidelines, like, massaging Andy's shoulders. And Andy, Andy looked like he was enjoying it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he probably needs a little, little back rub after, after uh, a gut wrench and win like that. Yeah. It turns out Andy's a pretty good coach, too. So uh, that's the Week 11 recap for today. Um, and... That'll pretty much do it for the show tonight. And just the one final thing, you know, I just I just want people to see um, – I just want people to see exactly what's going on here. And stop being in denial with the quarterback. I'm sure we're going to hear a litany of excuses on, on Monday. I, I, I just know it. Uh, you know, it's the receivers, the offensive line, Doug, the defense. Everybody's going to complain about everything, and they'll try to absolve Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the biggest problem on this team. And Carson Wentz needs to be benched, and he needs to be benched today. And if he doesn't, the Eagles aren't doing the right thing uh, for their football team. So uh, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. I'm very interested to hear what Doug has to say on with Angelo at 8 and in his press conference. Uh, So we will get to all of that uh, back on the show tomorrow, Monday into Tuesday, when I am back in filling in for Big Daddy. Thank you to Anthony Foley for producing tonight. Next up, we'll talk to Al for the Overlap Show. TK, did we survive the weekend? We survived, Al. Not much more than that, but we did survive. Well, the Sixers did good. Yeah, I mean, they they, they didn't do much. They signed Dwight Howard. That's that's, that's good. interesting. Back up there. He'll be yeah. an interesting guy to have. That took some of the interesting personality. At least there's that to look forward to. Yeah, we. Hey, <laughs> that is the Sixers are only. I like, mean, who a thought they'd be paying away? attention to them at Thanksgiving? Yeah, we're. Who would have thought at Thanksgiving we'd be looking forward to a Sixers season really? starting in a few weeks? I can't even imagine. I can't. I was trying to think of like. How how you deal with this mess, with what's going on with the practice protocols. Like, usually, if you're a coaching staff, you kind of, players can get together. Like, it, you, you kind of regroup, circle the wagons. But the, the, the rules are such that you can't even talk to each other down there, basically. It's ugly. I think guys are, I think, working out right now, getting together on their own. Like, you see, that's But that how doesn't do any good. When yeah, you, when you I, got a team that's got to get together and talk things out. I mean, this is a mess. Right. This is a this is this is one of the biggest messes, I think I've seen in a, in like a like a decade. I can't. I'm trying to think of a team that's been in a bigger disaster. I mean, with the Sixers, there were injuries. I mean, the Sixers were always a story, but it was a story beyond this. It was, yeah, Embiid's injuries or whatever the coach. But this has got. This has so many elements to it. It's it's terrible. It's, it's just terrible. that you can't even. Wh- where do you even start trying to clear? I know I start with the general manager. I mean, or the Roseman. I mean, I'm like, what the hell? 
What, what, how, how did you set this in motion with these people you have here, with these, with Peters, with the quarterback? How did you you set all of this in motion? Yeah, I think the roster has certainly has a lot of issues, but I I, I don't know how you don't start with the quarterback. Like if you but, th- think about it, if Washington, Cincinnati, Cleveland, if you just get somewhat competent quarterback play you win all those games and you're six and four and I think everything looks a lot different but then you've got a quarterback issue and teams go through quarterback issues but you have a team that took a quarterback where they did in the draft and are afraid to use them what does that tell you about their pick what does that tell you about their pick I think they are so afraid of shattering whatever little confidence Wentz has left. That tells that, me they don't think the, that he can play the guy that they picked. I don't I I, I don't believe that. I don't I think uh, I think it's more about Wentz than it is about Hurts. They won't even let him throw the football because they because they don't want Wentz to nah. freak out about his ego. Out. I think the coaches don't agree with the pick. Carson Wentz is I think the softest athlete mentally. One of the softest athletes mentally we've seen come through this town. And I think that they are so afraid of anything that could set him off kilter that that's why they're not using Hurts more. That's at least what I believe. I my, I got to believe they don't think the kid can play. Otherwise, there's no there's there, you know, who cares about his feelings if you're in a game to win. I, you've got a quarterback there that you took high in a draft, and you won't play him. I agree with you, <laughs> but I I honestly I don't think Doug has the um. I don't think Doug has the the ability to make that move without getting sign off from Howie and Jeff Lurie. I don't. That's what I believe. Well, why I, wouldn't the general manager who took him in that round want him to play? Because I think that they were doing this thinking more down the line. I don't think they were thinking this was going to happen immediately. But it I'll, did, and right, you took him that high. I agree. They, they Wentz needs to be benched immediately. <laughs> immediately. Or they or or. What you see, what they see in practice is that that they completely wasted a pick, but it can't be any worse. It can't be any worse. I, he, I, I, who knows? It can't be. What, what, Al, I have never in my life seen an Eagles quarterback play this bad. Never. This is like Bobby Huing level. Play. Oh no, it's horrible. It's beyond horrible. It's it's uh, taking a sack. I mean, I don't even see sacks being taken in like at any level. <laughs> who takes a sack? In the end zone. I mean, how, how do you? How does that happen? It it, it can't. It can't. <laughs> I mean that. Just the, the ball going. Throw. Take a pen. Do something. He could have thrown six interceptions in that game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Easily. 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 Just uh, throw the ball. I mean the, re- the receivers don't help, but I mean it's still. It's just. It, it it's on you. It's a reason you make all that money. It was. Uh, it was. It's, it was horrible. It was just a horrible show. And it should have been a lot worse than it was. Yeah, a lot worse. They 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 got fortunate on some turnovers. The other side didn't play really well. They got fortunate there. They're lucky they won one game. Yeah, I will say they did get they did get a th- that was a bad call on the Mayfield fumble. Them calling that forward progress. It wouldn't matter. They but wouldn't they have won do it anyway. all the time. All right, that's the new thing in the NFL. Yeah, with, with the quarterbacks. I uh, mean, that's what they do. Yeah, I didn't like that call, but yeah, I mean, they, it could have been a lot worse. The offense was just pathetic, and well, they were running the ball. If they stopped running the ball, Sanders would run the ball. Second, how many times they run the second half? Uh, not many. <laughs> not many. Like, like, what are you doing? You you're winning that, and then you, you don't do it, and your defense gets just gassed. They, but they're playing the rain. They're just gassed, and it was just a, it was a just it it, it was a the never ending 
day from hell is what it turned into. And then it, I, I <laughs> the whole season, did you ever hear the joke? There was an old, well, you're probably too young because nobody wears a watch. Well, now they wear watches again. You didn't know whether to, you know, bleep or, or wind your watch. Okay. Doug Peterson's press conference starts with him looking at his watch. Yeah. And I'm like, he doesn't know well, the whether best, to change his quarterback or wind his watch. The best was I, I, I didn't get a chance to, to play it, but <laughs> when they asked him about the timeouts at the end of the first yeah. half and he totally forgot, he's like, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. I, I didn't know that either. I'm like, what do you, I mean, I mean, why are you going back to that moment? And I'm like, does that – your host – the whole game sucked. Yeah. What are you going, there's no turning point in that game. They're so bad, there's no turning point. I just can't wait. Like, I don't know how Doug – is going to top his call from last week. I don't well he got he's got he's got to be defensive now. I mean, he's got to he's got to protect whatever house there is left. Yeah. He's got to protect. I mean, it's uh it's crumbled. It's and then they're going to be Monday night football and they're going to be the butt of every joke there. Oh, they're going to uh, that game is going to be a massive. What, what are the points going to be in that? So, are they going to be home 7 point dogs? And you know what the thing is in that game? <laughs> uh DK Metcalf who they passed on, he'll score four touchdowns in that. Oh game. yeah. Against this secondary. I bent on to win after I heard the injury in Cleveland. I, I, I picked against them, but I honestly thought they were going to win. Oh, too. I, I, thought, really I thought once, okay, their best player's out. <laughs> Don't win the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you knew it. You knew and then what, they, then they started the first time, like, God, the Sanders going to get 200 yards. You knew right when, like, I felt right when Sanders fumbled that ball. I'm like, uh. there, there, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. But I still thought, okay, you can. I never thought a quarterback could play. I I cannot believe he's playing this bad. I cannot believe it. Uh, I watch it and it. I cannot believe it. It's like I'm wa- I'm watching it and going, how is this possible to have gone this far backwards? How is this possible? I've never. I can't s- think of anybody that's gone that far backwards. In I mean, star. Right. In in any. Sp- I mean, Hoying had his start, but not not with the kind of uh, credentials that this guy had. Right. And and. You know, it's a different thing when it's a guy who's just getting older and falls off a cliff. This is a guy who's supposed to be oh, in no, his yeah, prime yeah. and is just totally regressed to the point where he's not even playable anymore. No, there's no there's no team you're going to play where he's the better quarterback. No. Maybe Dallas. Uh, <laughs> I'd take Andy Dalton for it now. <laughs> Andy Dalton played pretty well on Sunday. <laughs> I I don't know I don't know where they go I have no idea where he goes from here I I just know it's like it's pathetic it's just pathetic to watch the whole thing I mean, it's just you you watch you know jump balls and not competed for I mean there's, there's no I'm trying to think of where's the bright spots I, I still think Sanders a bright spot right. even though the fumble but I I where's the bright spot there are none and. You know, what bothers me the most is when he comes out and he says these things after the game, like, I'm not going to change. Uh, uh, I, he said it. He, he's uh, changed from now he's at the uh, give the other team credit thing. That's that's where he is now. He doesn't know what to say. I mean, he just I don't I mean, you know, he just doesn't know what to say. It's uh, give the other team. What does he say? Tip your hat to the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do the other team, what they, you know, what are hats they, off to them. It's off to them. I mean, you you know they 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 got to you and you you took forever to throw the ball. It's off to them. That no, you're supposed to be better than that. I I you know I I don't know why he would. Yeah, he's not going to criticize his line, I guess. But I mean, even though he's under pressure, he's still going to get rid of the ball. 
you certainly can't take that sack. You, 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 the throw that throws over people's heads and, you know. The pick six was just crazy. Fulgerman, what happened to him? Uh, he, I mean, nowhere to be found. Al, why is Alshon even on the damn field? I mean, what the heck? It's just all, all it, you can blame, you blame everybody, but this is, all these lines are going to go back to, to Roseman. They're all going back there. With the money you gave people, the way you set it up, the veterans you brought back, all of that. And, and Jason Peters. It's, it's just. Jason Peters knew he could not play. He, in other words, he, he, was, he did everything but tell them, I can't play there. Right. If you're going to make me embarrass myself, you better pay me because I can't play there. <laughs> what did it take for them <coughs> to realize he's telling you he can no longer play there? The, the Jason <laughs> Peters thing is so infuriating that they – to bring him back uh, to begin with was, was idiotic. No, it's like and, and, and he's telling them. Right. You have if I'm going to embarrass myself, you're going to compensate. You, you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and they did, and they did. And did. He's and nobody want, and he's telling them basically. And now they're scared to take him off the field too. They're scared to bench because <laughs> they pay all the money. And they're scared to bench Peters because they're scared to bench money. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. That's yeah. what it amounts to. Oh, it's so bad. It's such a mess. And and then they put the standings up, and it's. Still in first place. It's high comedy. I yeah. guess that will end Thursday, right? Well, Thursday, I guess I guess they'd be tied winning percentage-wise. Oh, I don't know how exactly Somebody's going to – well, maybe not. If that game ends in a tie, it would be the best thing ever for the division. Oh, it would. <laughs> then, so then you'll end up having, uh, like, three uh, teams with ties when it's all said. <laughs> but uh, how about it, Al? The, the Cowboys in Washington, we, we were mocking that game last week. It's going to be a big game. How can that be a big? I mean, come on. Andy Dalton and Alex Smith for first place. Well, I watch Alex Day. Smith. I I will root for them. Yeah, I mean that that's an easy. At least there's something to to root for there. And, and but you'll be watching that game and thinking three three wins. They put up the standings and it's like Saturday Night Live. Like what is this? It really is. What is this? I'm almost three. expecting the NFL to like just push through a rule that this year just nobody from the NFC East. No, go play in the the, the, the whatever college playoffs they have this year right <laughs> you just just there. let another team from the west get in that's a good division let, uh, you know and then you'll have a home teams. playoff game whoever it is will have a chance to win yeah <laughs> and, and the way the league goes probably will probably will They'll probably take on brady and the bucks and oh lord it was it was uh it was a long day of like i very rarely watch all day football it was not a great day so i just all right you know, watch a lot of football it was like a longest day it yeah. just went on forever did you stay up for the end of the Sunday night game? Yes. How easy Mahomes was that? <laughs> I mean, it, it was just like it, it, there there was no doubt. What no, was no happen. doubt at all. No, he's just a he's just a cut above everything. Everything, even watching Green Bay Rodgers, that Green Bay game, those penalties, like nobody deserved to win that. It was just that I've never seen. It was like nine plays in a row, like every single play. Right. Every single. Like they used to say, you can call holding on every play, but I'd never seen it actually happen. Well, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it happened every single play. It was a, uh, it was a, and and they, you know, they had turnovers too, so they had. So there's a lot of messes going on. You expect a lot of messy play, but not like what happened to the Eagles, jumping over people, running through people, jumping off sides. Oh, the offsides uh, were just ridiculous. 
And although Green Bay, did, um, ball, there were a couple of teams that just got called over and over again for it. But it was, uh, it was a, and I, I think a lot of that is throughout the league. There's the, the, their ability to practice right now is really, really, you can see it. You can see it in the, the whole league. Right. What's going on. And now, now they're even screwing down more on, the, uh, on what you can do. Plexiglass between the lockers and all, all kinds of stuff. Uh, no locker room within 15 minutes. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff. You, you can see it going on, which makes it more important that your big playmakers be big, big, big playmakers. Right. And they don't have it. It's just crazy because the, when when old when the Prescott injury happened and everything, we just assumed the Eagles would win because they had the best coach and the best quarterback. Best coach and quarterback. It doesn't look like now. You wonder about if you're not the bottom of the heap. Yeah. When you look at what's going on, because you you know you, you have a the, the arc of a season and it's gone completely south. I, I'll tell you what, Al. I I don't know what happens with Howie or Wentz. I don't think Doug's the coach next year. No, I don't, I don't think, think he so makes either. It no, I don't think so either. I don't know how they're gonna. Ro- I don't know what with Roseman. I don't know. I don't know how they can come back. I mean, you. you mean, you, it doesn't take a genius to figure out all the stuff that's going on. A lot of it just comes back to your personnel, the decisions, the players that are gone that are playing well. That's on the coach. Um, that then the uh, the decision to. T- I'm telling you, this decision to to get Hurts and not play him. I'm like, I'm flabbergasted. Not that they don't bench Wentz for the rest, but at least in a game to get a spark that they don't do that, which really, I, I, I look and go, how can you draft a player that high? You're in this spot and you don't give him the reins for a little bit of time just to get a spark going. Mm-hmm. That's a, that to me is remarkable. You look at these players come in the league right away and come in and here, here, take it. And this guy comes in, they're afraid to even go like a series? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I think that's more a Wentz thing. I think that's more a Wentz ego thing. And why they cater to his ego at this point, I don't I don't know. Well, if they lose the next game, I mean, I guess you could you could structure an argument. Well, they're still in first place. They got you know, they have time to get the the road righted, so we don't wanna but but I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I, I look at this game, I said there are certain there are, there are times in this game where you could have used a spark. This Just is, a spark. This is where I disagree with Doug, though, because he said he didn't want to. He doesn't want to bench Wentz because he thinks that would be sending the wrong message to the team. I have the I have the opposite viewpoint, where I think it sends the right message that you're trying of to do anything to win. Because because th- I don't think they view it as like when he's done, we're done. What do you get? What if he got injured? Right. Is your season over? Right. Exactly. No, you 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 got a quarterback you took here. Your season shouldn't be over. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. It just. Just a spark, just to say, okay, here, if you can't do it, we'll put it over here, and we'll see if we can't get going, and, and, and we'll see what happens. My God, it, there are so many questions for this, and uh, the coach is going to be in a bad spot trying to – it's not even that they lost, it's how they did it. It's right. like, you know, just how they did it. Just a, just an awful mess. Well, TK, you, you didn't make All me right. feel any better. All right, well, I'm sorry, Al. <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can make you feel better tomorrow. I doubt it, though. Uh, Al's coming up next with The Something Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.